50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliai was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she's returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Okay, so full transparency, we went into recording this episode as if it was any regular episode. And of course, we were going to touch on the James Charles, Tati Westbrook stuff, but we were not planning on making an entire episode out of it. (laughs) We recorded for about 52 minutes. We took off our headphones and we looked at each other and we said, we have to make this an emergency episode. Number one, there's too much content for us to be able to get through the rest of the stuff. And number two, I think it's really deserving of it. I think everybody is interested or at the very least wants to know a little bit about what's going on. And we did our best to kind of do that. So the next 50 minutes or so are us really just breaking it down as intensely as we possibly could. So we hope this gives you a little clarity and we hope you enjoy. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And we're the girls behind Comments by Celebs. And everyone take a deep breath because this episode is about to be super intense. Um, Some of the topics that we are discussing today, I think, could probably be their own podcast. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. (laughs) A lot happened this week. And as always, we're going to try to break it down in the most cohesive fashion. Obviously, the major story that happened was the James Charles Tati Westbrook feud that has kind of broken the internet. And everybody just wants to talk about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So... If you are like us, you don't really follow these people that closely, but you at least are interested on some level because you just want to be in the know. And that's kind of how we, our interest in this started to grow. Or you may be fascinated by this and still just want to talk about it. Whatever the reason is, we are here to break it down for you. I feel like as soon as there's memes about a a subject, people go from like, oh, I don't really care. And then all of a sudden it's like, wait, I didn't understand that meme. And so they watch it to kind of understand. And then it's like, fuck, I'm invested now. We are so invested And because of how invested we are, we knew that we really need to bring in someone who had additional knowledge on this and had opinions and was able to talk about it in a clear fashion, which is why we have our best friend and the third member of the Comments by Celebs team, Isabel, here with us. Hello. (laughs) What a letdown for anybody who thought we were going to be like, and we have a true expert here. Please welcome YouTuber. It was like, Like please welcome our friend, Isabel. You have Manny MUA, you know, like the (laughs) James Charles competitor. Sorry, it's just me. No, but Isabel really does have a passion for this stuff and is as invested in this as we are. And we felt like we needed all of the facts that we could possibly have, which is why we really wanted to gather the best team. Long time watcher, first time caller. Exactly. Um, Yeah. So we're, we're, we're here. We're ready to do it. We're going to get into all of our regular stories, our award ceremony, Kardashian recap. But first, we're going to just start with the story because I think that people want to know. Yeah. So, it blew up. Like blew I, up. I, There's so much YouTube drama all the time that's never on E! News or on like every gossip site, big accounts. And people are posting and Instagramming it and that the YouTube drama never gets that far. It's, no. There's so much every single day. And it's really, this is like next level. It really is. Even celebrities were talking about yeah. it. I mean, once Jeffree Star talks about things... Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jeffrey is in the community, but once like reporters are talking about it, that honestly, it's like a big step for it is. It's a big step for YouTube. It is. 
So that's <laughs> exactly what James Charles wanted. So it's like, <laughs> so first I want to start by telling you guys about the key players involved, and I just want to lay those out before we get into the facts of the actual story that happened. So they're James Charles and Tati Westbrook. James is 19 years old. He's a YouTuber, makeup artist, kind of a beauty guru. He is also the first male ambassador for CoverGirl. And whether or not you like the guy, he's definitely made waves in the beauty community. He has these very, I mean, first of all, highly watched YouTube videos about makeup tutorials and all this type of stuff. And he's really become an influencer. Mm -hmm. His estimated net worth is around 12 million. And up until this week, he had about 16 million subscribers on YouTube, which is a lot, obviously. He launched his makeup channel in December of 2015. And in a year, he basically grew to his 16.6 million subscribers, which at the time we wrote the outline was down to 14.3. And when I checked this morning, it was about like 13.5. by the second. Yeah, so just a fun fact, which again, we'll get into more. He is set the record for the YouTuber that lost the most followers in 24 hours. He lost a million followers in 24 hours, which... Congratulations, James Charles. <laughs> Does he get a Guinness Book yeah, of World Records spot for I that? Think I feel like it's insane. Okay, the second person is Tati Westbrook. She is also a YouTuber. She's 37 years old. Total different vibe than James Charles, not only in her videos, but also just in her presence and kind of her her brand. So she is a makeup artist, a beauty guru, and her channel is Glam Life Guru. Again, she posts product reviews, makeup tutorials, all that type of stuff. She is married to James Westbrook, who... Um, she, you know, he is a businessman. The mm -hmm. way she describes it, he's ran an agency. He was the VP of motion pictures. He's definitely a businessman who I think in a lot of ways helps her growth from the business aspect, or so yeah. she said. He advises her a lot on her decisions, which totally. is great. Totally. So, you know, James and Tati have been friends since he really emerged. So since about two years ago, when he was first coming in, she's been doing this for years now. So not only is she older and also served as kind of a maternal source, but she has a lot of knowledge in the field. And when he was first coming in, she saw potential in him. She said, you know, I took on that motherly role. And they've really developed a very, very close relationship. Business aside, it was more so a friendship that was rooted in their mutual love for the art of makeup, I would say. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. So— I also want to start, before I get into the scandal, by saying Tati has a company called Halo Beauty. Big fan, big fan. And Isabel can speak to what that is and what those vitamins are because it's important to understand what that is, why you can understand why some of his actions were so um, hurtful. To hurtful. Her, yeah. So do you want to explain yeah, what Halo so Beauty is? Basically, I think it was probably a year ago-ish. She started this. She was teasing that she was coming out with a product and everyone assumed it would be makeup. You know, a lot of these YouTubers come out with palettes collaborations, et cetera. And she came out with a supplement called Halo Beauty. And it was basically a competitor to a Sugar Bear Hair, one of those, like all those gummies. And it was aimed towards your skin, hair, nails, overall health. And she's kind of known for her diet, her like lifestyle more than just makeup. And she has unbelievably flawless skin. She's gorgeous. And she's like, people trust what she has to say. So she came out with the supplement and it, um, it really blew up. People trusted her. It was, like, vegan. It didn't have any chemicals, this, that. Um, and then she launched, I guess, a couple months later, one that was just skin, not, like, whatever, the Biden. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So, um, it's you know, she took a big risk. She didn't take anything with investors. She 100% in her own, like, her own money, her own factory, her own shipping, like a lot of them, like a Kylie Jeffrey star kind of situation where she has 100% control. And her husband helped her a lot develop the business. So, 
Um, yeah, it wasn't like she just threw her name on something. She really from picked every ingredient, and she's very trustworthy when she says that. It, it's truly her baby. So, yeah, it's, it wasn't like she partnered with some big company. So you have to understand this she, blood, sweat, and tears, and— of her money went into this. Right, which is important to understand why what I'm about to say, you know, came across as so hurtful. So here, I'm going to get into it from start to finish. So seriously, buckle up. I wasn't kidding when I said that. This is a lot to take in, and I recognize that. We watched hours worth of videos to be able to explain it to you guys, right? (laughs) More more screen time than I've ever seen Emma have. The phone's discluded, obviously. I've been studying this up for years. (laughs) Okay, so all of this started when, after Coachella, James posted— a video on his Instagram story promoting Sugar Bear Hair's new sleep vitamins. And in the video, he said, you know, I want to tell you guys about this great product. I have been having a lot of anxiety when I go to my head on the pillow and it's been really hard. And these have really helped me get to sleep. And he did the swipe up. It was a very clear, a sponsored post for Sugar Bear Hair. The classic influencer, 15 second swipe up. Call to action. Exactly. But he was, it wasn't like he was just promoting it. He was also endorsing it in the sense mm-hmm. that he spoke from his personal experience of using it. Okay. Again, as Isabel just described, that of course would be hurtful to Tati considering this is her best friend and this is his, you know, her biggest competitor and he's promoting that. When, by the way, he has never, with the exception of one time, promoted her products. Right. And it's controversial because as you will probably get to later, he said the reason he could never promote her vitamins and supplements is because he's such a young audience and pushing like any kind of pill, even although it's all natural and just a supplement, he felt was inappropriate. Considering the fact that his fan base is primarily built up from ages 12 to 15 um, boys and girls. Okay. So that's important to note. So Tati then responded to that by posting an Instagram story where she was, it wasn't a very calculated video at all. It was literally her, no makeup crying. She did not shout him out by name once. And she just said, I'm really hurt. I feel really alone in the industry. You know, it's it's so hard to have relationships with people that are really going to be loyal. And she was basically just, it was a raw emotion clearly in the moment, okay? She, again, does not mention him by name. But of course, Everybody understands. Yeah, everyone knows. Everybody knows. So that is kind of where the speculation starts to arise. There's tweets are saying, I think it's because of James Charles. I think it's because of James Charles. And it's radio silent. Nothing else. He then posts an apology on his Instagram story, just saying, you know, that he apologizes to Tati. And just text, not just even text. him. Yeah. It wasn't him. It was literally just texting. He apologized to Tati and how that was a betrayal and all that kind of stuff. That's all we hear until— Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Well, and oh, one thing to note is he said, basically, Sugar Bear Hair helped him at Coachella. He needed, like, a security, some very, like, weird story that he he was in a situation where he needed help and a security team. He was in a weird situation, and Sugar Bear Hair helped, Sugar Bear Hair helped him. And in return, you know, they kind of worked out a deal that he would do some promotion, promotion. for them. Okay, now let's get into the real big stuff. Tati posted a 43-minute video on her YouTube channel called Buy Sister, which if you follow James Charles, you know sister is his thing. I mean, if he could get a trademark, he probably would. And it's high sister. Yeah, and it's high sister. So his her thing was buy sister. Creative. And, 
Look at you, it really wraps you in. For 10 minutes while you guys were talking, I forgot I was on this. I was like, what an amazing podcast I'm listening <laughs> well, now to. Well, you know what I listen every, when I listen every week and I want to just add something, but I can't? You can. I didn't say a word. I was so invested in you guys talking about it. I forgot, <laughs> I, was, I, forgot I was here. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I, I guess I get what people feel now because I already knew it, but it was just... It was fun to hear. Yeah, see, now you, so now you know it. what it feels like when I listen to my two best friends talk about things that I and I can predict what you're going to say next. I was like, so who are your funny. friends? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, so she started the video by saying... You know, this is going to be intense, different, and it's absolutely not a video that I ever thought in a million years that I would be making. And then she says, but I feel, after a lot of thought, that it's necessary for me to have a chat with you guys. She talks about the fact that she never really wanted to do it publicly, but she felt like she needed to do it publicly, number one, because she lives half of her life online, so she is public, and she felt like she owed it to the followers. And also because James had apparently gone to other gossip sites and she was like, listen, if you're going to bring that into it, then I, there's no way in how my story is not going to be told directly through me. Yeah. So there's all of that. Okay. And the story that he had posted that text apology, he had not contacted her. Like, you know, he goes to her house. He obviously has her phone number and he just posted it on Instagram for his millions of followers and didn't try to get to her first personally yes and it had been nine days from the fact that you know radio silence from him so she kind of starts by saying you know my relationship with james charles has not is not transactional i have not asked him for a penny i have never been on his instagram and all that stuff and she goes on to say you know i posted my tearful instagram story talking about how um you know upset i was by his sugar bear hair post and I really need to explain more as to why that was so hurtful to me. And she lays out for 43 minutes explaining that she has arranged brand deals, contracts, various other opportunities for him because she, in her words, wants to see people grow and step into themselves. She is his biggest supporter, always has been. A mentor. A mentor. She publicly, you know, she repeatedly says how her husband, James Westbrook, you know, also feels disrespected by James because of the work that the two of them together has put in. She literally outlines times when she's like, I talk, I would work with him on his Morphe deals. I helped put a million dollars in his pocket. And she was like, I wasn't doing any of that in return. And I'm not looking- She doesn't get a cent of that. Yeah. Not at all. She's like, and I'm not looking for any praise for that. I'm just explaining to you the level of our relationship. This was not a friendship. And it wasn't a business relationship in the sense that I was profiting, but it was a business relationship in the sense that I was helping him on the ground level of his business. So- she, you know, goes on, there's a million things she says, but I'm going to touch on some of the key points. Again, she expresses how hurtful it was for to her that he posted that that video, um, the promotion especially, considering the fact that he doesn't promote sleep, he won't promote supplements yeah. typically. She makes it clear, though, that that was just kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. It wasn't, this whole 45-minute video wasn't just about him, you know, breaking her trust and doing a video about sugar bear hair. It was just the tipping off point. Exactly. And also I think it's important to mention that she said she was willing to kind of like bury the hatchet and keep her feelings to herself because she has, and I quote, a forgiving heart. But it was really when she heard that he was talking to the sites, that's when she said, and and I quote, you sold out me, but you have threw away our friendship. You lied to me, made up a story. You knew this would be embarrassing for me. No, our relationship is not transactional. I've never asked you for anything in return. Okay. And she goes on to just explain how you know, James has a lot of fundamental problems with the way that he behaves, both personally and from a business perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, 
she go she talks a lot about the fact that here's this 19-year-old kid that in the course of one and a half years really has grown to not only such stardom but also such financial success. And she said, listen, anybody, you take a, a fat bank account, a lot of followers, I forget her exact words, like it's gonna inflate your ego. And unless right. you have people around Especially you. Especially 19. Totally. And she said, unless you have people around you that are willing to keep you grounded, which he clearly does not, with the exception of her and her husband, it's gonna get to your head. Yeah which we all know. I mean, that's a fact. You can talk to anyone in Hollywood. That's why they all say that they either have good friends or therapists or something that they know they need to be brought down to reality. And you have 16 million people every day telling you how great you are. (laughs) It's also important to note, by the way, that this lack of kind of, this, this display of his character is not the first time. So he had a scandal in 2017 when he tweeted an offensive joke about Ebola. He wrote, I can't believe we're going to Africa today. Oh my God, what if we get Ebola? And then he writes, James, we're fine. We could have gotten into Chipotle last year. He also made, you know, comments that were uh, perceived as transphobic about being attracted to trans guys. I don't have the exact comments. He's just had a lot of um, just not really knowing, not even politically correct, just kind of not having a sense of being grounded, awareness. Someone around him to kind of guide him and say, you know, you have to be respectful of people, understanding of other types of people. And yeah, he's just had even big and minor things that have been, you know, everywhere. Totally. So she really, I think that a a large portion of the video was her explaining the level of closeness that their relationship was, talking about, she would, you know, recite anecdotes from him coming over to her kitchen at 2 a.m. to cry about either business deals or scandals or just being really upset, boys, whatever it was, and that they were always, always, always there for her for him. And he knew that. I mean, it wasn't like their relationship was private. When he, when she was getting married, he didn't have money for the plane ticket. I know. She flew him into his wedding, into her wedding. She had him do her makeup for her wedding. And I mean, considering the fact she also posted about it constantly. And she says, now I can't ever watch my wedding video and not see him. You know what I mean? This was, she was like, this was my family. This wasn't a friend. And the reason that's also, um, even more personal. It's not like she had just some wedding in LA. She got married a little bit later in life. Her wedding had been postponed because James, her fiance, now husband's mom passed away. They had a tiny, tiny destination wedding in Hawaii. She, I think it was literally friends, a couple, I mean, family, a couple friends, and he made the cut. Not only did he make the cut, she flew, like you said, she flew him put him up, and he did her makeup. The She is the makeup goddess. She had wanted him to be part of that special moment with her sisters and did her makeup. To me, like, when you're involved in a family moment like that, that is crushing. She has all these photos. When her video went, she, you can still watch the video on her channel of her wedding. And it, he's, like, the star of the show, you know? That's, like, the whole point was her what her wedding glam is going to be. And it's just terrible. When someone's part of your life like that, you could tell it was it's just so much far deeper than a surface level YouTube to YouTube relationship. Completely. Um, you know, she talks about, she kind of splits the video into talking about the things that he did business wise. Yeah, and you know, of course there's that very personal relationship that's there. We know that. But it's also, you know, on a business level, he. She has had him in a lot of her videos, number one. And also, anytime she's using a product where he gets any sort of revenue, meaning use code James for $10 off or whatever, she constantly plugs him. And I want to be really clear in saying she does not get a cut of that. It's not like use my code Tati for $10 off James's product. It's 
all of the products that have nothing to do with her, she not only makes videos about— Or him about, even. Like, some of his, some just deals he has because she doesn't, like, do any kickback. She's— her The basis of her channel is that she doesn't get paid to talk about anything. She refuses probably millions and millions a year— just to keep her integrity of her channel so that you can trust 1,000% that what she's saying she backs. And she's honest to the core. Which, by the way, in a world of YouTube that is so oversaturated so by, by such false advertising, she makes a conscious effort to not do that. So not only has she had him in a lot of her videos, again, she uses his products. She even said when she was doing her review for his Morphe collab, she was like, I want to start by saying, this is a little biased because I love him. He's family to me. And I'm obviously like going to, yeah, she's like, I'm obviously going to kind of frame this in a positive light. She's like, if there's negative things, I'll talk about it. But don't think that for a second, this is going to be negative. So all of that. And he has never really had her in his videos, which she was fine with. She's like, I don't need his exposure. But she's like, but I always felt like it was a little one-sided. And she kept reiterating the thing that he never would promote her her vitamins or anything like that. But why she looked is that? past it. Why he didn't promote her vitamins? Or honor. why does he not promote her in general? Um, I mean, I think it's a mix of he's just super picky. He's had her on, a, I think, maybe once with Jeffrey and with him and Jeffrey and her. I think he's just, like, picky and, and you know, she has a lot of less followers and he has Kim Kardashian and Mario and, and all these people on. Oh, I don't like that. I really don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how she really looked past it for all this time because I think that's really like because it's one thing to not up. promote somebody's like vitamins. Yeah, so the thing to also, not promote somebody who's actively promoting you no, yeah, like every step no, of the way. And she, yeah, she was like a James, you know, advocate. She was, no, first of all, she was a James Stan, and I yes. never use that word. She was a James Charles totally. super fan while while simultaneously being his mother. Okay, let me get you through the rest of this. So she talks, listen, she goes at length, it's 43 minutes. Clearly, I can't recap everything, but she really does a very good job at outlining all of the various aspects about him from like a business angle and from a French angle that she wasn't a fan of. But then she talks about a whole other side of him. And she talks first about James is known for kind of complaining a lot, whether it's and on Twitter. He takes to Twitter a lot to kind of voice frust- frustration, which what with a million different things. And she says, and I quote, how entitled do you have to be to think that you have it rough? You are a 19-year-old millionaire. You do not get to wake up and stress out about how unfair your job is. That is so ridiculous to me. She says, get off your high horse and have some respect. You don't have any for the people who are in the industry, and that's the sad fact. Which it is, again, speaking objectively, like even if you love him, you can acknowledge the fact that he does complain a lot, which I think, listen, there's the whole like problems are relative, you know, just because other people have bigger problems. But I think that there is some level of self-awareness to have of when you have this massive of success, do you really need to complain about the tiny things on Twitter? You can complain about them, but you need to do it publicly? Okay, and fine. And he blows up a and lot he blows of things. Up, yeah. yeah. Okay, that. But she then talks about behavior of his that she, you know, in her words, basically just couldn't stand behind anymore and she had to speak out about. So she talks and she frames it in the sense of that he is this 12, you know, between 12 and 15-year-old audience. And he is kind of hypersexualized and is constantly talking about really either making things more sexual than they need to be or just really talking about um, sex and and boys in a way that she feels yeah, is a little he, vulgar. He sexualizes a lot of things he talks about, which, to be fair, a lot of people do, but I think her point is it's so irresponsible given his audience. And her point was also, if you're not going to promote vitamins because they're young, but you're happy to talk about sex, like, mm, let's let's get it right. more. Let's like, get you can't more. talk right. about her organic skin vitamins or something, but you can talk about, you know, the sexuality scale 
at length and also, you know, kind of inaccurately sometimes or just problematically. Yeah. So there's all of that. So she talks about how, um, you know, she says, listen, his behavior online is what they're seeing and emulating to be successful and adored by the masses. Everything is over-sexualized, and that's the huge underlayer to this that I finally had enough. What she's really talking about is she claims that James constantly tries to turn straight men gay. And it's something that has bothered her for a while now. But what really bothered her and when it really came to a head was at her birthday dinner and the way that he was behaving with the waiter. And what she said happened was there was this waiter and he was talking very vulgarly about what he would want to do to the waiter, what he wants the waiter to do to him, all this stuff. And she was like, James, like he's straight. And his response was, I don't care. I'm a celebrity. Like that, that doesn't matter. Basically his sexuality aside, I can get what I want. I'm James Charles kind of thing. And she, the next day, said that she had to kind of call everybody that was at the table to apologize for his behavior because he was speaking in in a way that was so distasteful for so many different reasons, okay? Yeah. There's that. For background on that birthday, too, um, him, Jeffrey, Jeffrey's boyfriend, Nate, like, flew to Seattle and surprised her. Again, another thing that it's just not a fluff level, surface-level relationship. Like, he, they were at dinner with her whole family, her sisters, their kids, I think, or their their um, husbands. It, it was, it's real, like, he was deep in there. And the way that she framed him out to be from a sexual perspective, and I'm not mincing words, she really framed him out to be a predator in a lot of ways. Yes. And, I, and I want to be very clear. I'm not saying predator from a pedophile standpoint. Predator in the sense of, Preying on boys, anyone, but specifically boys who either identify as straight or have expressed a little bit of curiosity but aren't completely comfortable with it, and he takes that as an opportunity to really get them out of their comfort zone. More, and he he's like, I see he he sees it, he wants it, and he's like, fuck fuck their sexuality, I can do what I want. And I think that's where most of him losing his followers is coming from. Yeah. Because I think there's a misconception going around that he's losing followers because of the sugar bear hair and and the things. That's not it. He's losing followers because in this day and age, you... It's problematic. It's problematic. And and for people to support him, it's like, now you're supporting somebody who very much comes across as, quote, a sexual predator. Right. That's the narrative that, that is being painted. Again, we're just speaking about the allegations. So... This is the whole video. And basically, again, it's 43 minutes. There's zero part of me that's going to be able to recap all of it. But those were the main points. And I want to make it really clear that I typically, you know, don't enjoy engaging in things where it's like, oh, so-and-so dragged so-and-so. I don't find that fun. I know regardless of how terrible of a person he is, I can only imagine what it's like to have the world against you. But this was not to me, this was not like one of those drags. Yes, she was speaking negatively, but she did so in the most graceful, tasteful way. She never once said that she wanted any hate to come his way. She was speaking because she felt like she had to speak her truth. Yeah. It was not like this motherfucker. It wasn't like that. She wasn't like about to cancel him, perhaps. She she did uh, as a byproduct, yeah, basically. Yeah, he was canceled. Yeah, as a byproduct, right. but it was not, you know, that wasn't her goal. I, I and you know, people may disagree. Genuinely, in my soul, I don't think that that was her goal. At some point, she got yeah. emotional about it. Like she was. I, th- I think her goal was to give him a, a real reality check. Yeah, and yeah. to explain her truth and her yeah. side of it. Okay, that happens. So we don't hear anything, and then we hear. Oh, no, one important point that I have to point out that I that I missed is that when she had posted her initial video 
her Instagram story being upset about him with the hair vitamins. Makeup artist and YouTuber Gabriel Zamora posted a video basically saying, Tati, seriously, like you're going to cry about vitamins. There are bigger problems here. This is ridiculous. James can promote whatever he wants. In her video, she directly addressed that and said, listen, Gabriel, if this was just about vitamins— I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be here. This is a. This is so much more than vitamins. That was just the straw that broke the camel's back. And that is when she, that was kind of what led her into the predatory conversation. Okay. That video ends. She says she's ending her friendship with him, all of that stuff. We then hear from him. He is abroad right now. I believe he's in Sydney, Australia. And he uploaded an apology video, which was about eight or nine minutes yeah. in, uh, in comparison mm-hmm. to her 43-minute video. He was sitting there. Just titled and he, Tati. Just titled Tati. And he really... Just didn't did not um, deny any of the allegations that she that she said. The one thing he did say was that he's like, I, I, listen, I'm not lying about the security scandal with with Sugar Bear Hair, and that's how I got the deal. And I've, I've told my truth about that. I'm not going to repeat it again. So, but he didn't directly say like she's lying. He said no one's going to believe me anyway. That was it. But the rest of the video, he was just saying, Tati and James have been nothing but amazing to me. I fucked up so badly. I wish I could take it back. I know I can't. He didn't speak negatively about her at all. He talked about the fact that he's constantly trying to change and grow, and he's made a lot of mistakes. He said, in regards to the stuff about straight boys, I've said things that I shouldn't have said. I've done things that I shouldn't have done. And, you know, I wish I could say I'm never going to make another mistake, but I am. And the entire video was just an apology. He wasn't, I, I really, really have a problem when people are so quick to jump down every you know, every second of someone's apology video. Again, whether or not you like the guy, here he has, he wakes up in Australia. He has the entire world against him. And he, in the course of eight minutes, is supposed to try to convey the sense of authenticity. Even if he was the most authentic motherfucker on the planet, that is a hard thing to do. And I have to say, even though he didn't say a hell of a lot, at least he wasn't, think about how much worse it could have been. At least he wasn't sitting there. He could have gone completely on on the defensive. Yeah. Like, I, I, yeah, he could have literally taken every single thing she said and like debunked every little thing. And you're right, he didn't do that. He didn't do that. Again, I'm not, listen, I'm not praising him for it at all, but I really do think that the people that were so quick to just shade every aspect of it, he could have done so they much fucking shaded, worse. He could have posted any kind of video and, you know. Yeah, no, no matter, matter what he did. Yeah. That's the thing, no matter what he did, it was gonna it was gonna be, I mean, the only worst thing he could have done is had an ad in there, I think, which, <laughs> yeah. which he didn't. And it got like 31 million views, so he could have made a fortune, but luckily, thank God, he didn't do an ad because yeah. he's Should have done a sugar bear hair. Yeah, then. could you imagine? <laughs> oh my God. So that happens. Okay. Now, first of all, we the entire world now is freaking out. Like, really. I want to speak to, in the course of after she posted her video, he posted his video. The entire James Charles being, quote, canceled, which I fucking hate cancel culture, but fine, is trending everywhere. Demi Lovato, Kylie Jenner, Jeffree Star, and a couple other major names unfollowed him on Instagram. Those were just the names, in addition to his subscriber count dropping as of now by almost 4 million. That is massive. On YouTube, there's someone... Me, you know, the internet's amazing. Somebody made a side-by-side live stream of their follower counts from like one of those social counters. And it's literally, and it's like playing this doot, 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 doot music of his just plummeting and hers going on the up and up and up. And Jeffree Star has been so shady. And every time she hits a new million, he's like, oh, wow, Queen hit another million. Like, yeah, it's been super intense. So really he, 
This was, I think, I think because it was coming from a source like Tati, who number one, avoids scandals at all costs. Number two, is so eloquent and graceful in the way she speaks. And number three, really does a good job at conveying a sense of empathy and a sense of authenticity. I think people really take her words seriously. 100%. And it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like some random YouTuber coming at James Charles. It was like, no, this is a 37-year-old woman, businesswoman, who really has problems that is going to air them in a very respectful manner, I would yeah. say. As this respectful was, as you could air totally like, like that. This was different. I mean, I think Ta- Tati's never been involved in any of this. Like, all those, that younger generation of YouTube has, like I said, scandal after scandal, this and that, receipts, blah, 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 makes all these cancel videos, exposing my truth. She's never been involved in any of that. Like I said, she is the most trustworthy. I love her. I feel like I know her. I've been watching her for so long. And she's so open about everything on her journey, the good, the bad. You know, there was some weird stuff when her Halo launched. She was totally transparent about everything. People look at her as such a a trustworthy source. Totally. And she, you know, even people like you guys, anyone, what everyone's saying is, I don't know her, but I just trust her. Exactly. And that's a really hard skill to have. And I think one of the reasons she's so successful. Okay. The response to that, Gabriel Zamora, the same makeup artist, if you're following, was the one who posted after she released her initial video, basically saying like, are you really going to cry over this? Posted and said, hold on. Tati's mentioning me in her videos. I need to set the record straight on a couple things. And I watched, she posted like a, a bunch of stories about it. And he was basically saying, James is not a predator or not this predator that you're making him, him out to be. Yeah, exactly, that you're making him out to be. And the, this time that he was specifically referencing, and, and you know, he definitely spoke about how some of her timelines were a little messed up and this and that. I'm not going to get into the specifics of it because quite frankly, there's no way that I'm going to be able to recount it exactly. And it almost just doesn't matter. The main point that he was saying was that the waiter story she talked about, he was like, wait a second, you are only telling 60% of the story. It wasn't like this was some random straight guy that James was like, you know, going into the closet trying to get him to suck his dick. He was like, this was a guy that was bi-curious, slid into James's DMs. We were all there. We knew that he slid into James's DMs. And yeah, James acted on it, but it wasn't like this came out of totally left field. So we're like, oh, that's so interesting. Let's see, how how could we ever find out more about that? Well, fucking wait for it. You guys ready for this? The motherfucking waiter from Seattle gets on YouTube and posts a four-minute video explaining his side of the story, which I was shocked. Mic drop. There was literally zero reason for him to do that. It's not like... Things were running around speculation. His name was being dropped, and yet he doesn't his know name anyone. was completely anonymous. It is it is a little crazy that he came out and did that. It was, as far as I'm concerned, a gift from just, like, the content gods because <laughs> what are the chances that we get to see this? And also, I was just from, from a sole curiosity perspective, which, by the way, if you haven't watched his video, either pause this and watch it or just watch it after because I'm going to try to explain it, but I also want you guys to really— it's important to see him and see the way he acts and the way he looks just to understand the full picture. It might, it, I think it was deleted, but— a million other people have uploaded it. I would Twitter He's search. in a light pink in a light pink sweatshirt. <laughs> so for reference. <laughs> Thank you. So Did we go outside, we stop everybody in a light pink sweatshirt. <laughs> hey, are you the waiter from that place in Seattle that James Charles had on? John Doe. So he basically says, you know, I'm not doing this for clout, which like bullshit, but fine. I want to yeah, just yeah, like, like you were literally okay. you are literally only doing this for clout. Like there's fine. no your name never even came out. You could have like stayed completely silent and anonymous. He was and no waiter one ever number known. one. Like he yeah. just could have like, anybody. Been, I just want to clear my name. Like no one knew your name until you. Everyone came on in this Seattle video. is like 
tipping their leaders less, <laughs> just being like, 15% for you. <laughs> so he comes out and he basically says, here's the deal. I was at that birthday dinner. Tati and her husband came early. They organized the whole room. It was a really nice restaurant. It was a private you know, thing. He's like, I knew of James Charles. I didn't really know him, but I knew his face. He's like, when he walked in, I was definitely surprised. You know, he talks about how Jeffree Star was there and then and everyone was there. And James the whole night, I guess, was trying to get his number. And the wait staff wasn't, you know, wasn't gonna allow that to happen. The other staff at the restaurant said, I'm sorry, you know, like we're not giving out his number, this, that, fine. It wasn't until after James left and was back in LA that him, the waiter, and his sister were talking, and the sister was like, you know what, just DM him. And we're all thinking, before he says the fact that he was actually by curious, which I'll get into in a second, I didn't realize he was gonna say that. So I was like, wait, why are you? DMing him, right? Like if, if the story is as Tati it's told like it, which a is that you're incriminating of, of him. Well, if the tor- if the story that Tati just told, which is that she he's totally straight, had zero interest in this. Like I was confused as to why the DM was. Mm-hmm. But what he says is, I was a little bi curious. I had never had an experience with a guy. I kind of wanted to see what it was like, and I messaged James, and he put up all the DMs. I mean, one thing that maybe he was doing it for cloud. This guy wasn't bullshitting. It was all very upfront. He put the DMs, and he said, I messaged him and said, Hey, I'm the waiter from whatever restaurant. Da da da. And he said, Oh my god, no way. They go back and forth. They're talking a little bit, and they were engaging some like good conversation. Right? Yeah, it was yeah. like yeah, flirty. Like if I had sent you those screenshots, you'd been like, oh wow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. This guy. Also, I just noticed that I messed up in telling the story. James wasn't back in LA. This was when they were still in, in Seattle. Seattle. They spent a little time. They spent after a little birthday. time. Yes. Yeah. Sorry about that mistake. I was getting. It's okay. okay. It's, a, it's a lot to. It's a lot to. Yeah, keep you're doing amazing. Doing oh my god, you're doing so good, <laughs> guys. Thanks. So. He's still in Seattle. So they leave the restaurant, whatever. And I guess the next day, the guy DMs him. And they end up making a plan for them to hang out and like cuddle is the way that he described it. So he comes upstairs to his hotel. James told the story that it was uh, four security guards that brought him up. It was really only one concierge, which I don't know why that's important, but I I guess it is. I don't know why it was important to clarify it. I don't know why it was important to lie about. Yeah, exactly. He probably wanted to seem like, yeah, I got a whole security team. You can't just come up to my room. Like, I'm not just having the front desk bring you up. Which is exactly what he did. did. (laughs) Meanwhile, it's even more embarrassing. We know you didn't have a security team because Sugar Bear Hair wasn't in Seattle. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) He didn't want to have to do another swipe up. Yeah. This is, this is just okay. Are you having fun? <laughs> I'm having the best time. I just hope everybody's Are with us. Are you guys having fun? I'm having fun. <laughs> Can she stay for the whole episode? Yeah, yeah we'll talk about it. We're going to take a, a break for Please, one Mom. second. Yeah, we'll talk about it in a second. Hold on. Everybody focus. So. Aye, aye, Captain. Told you I was going to derail it. I know. <laughs> so listen, so he uploads this whole video and. So he lied about the security. He lied he about came the security. Upstairs. He came upstairs. And, you know, he's, thank you. And he's talking about how they hooked up for a little by hooked up they just made out for a couple hours James wanted him to stay he wasn't really feeling it he left okay keep in mind this was his first experience with a guy he wasn't even sure whether he was really into guys or not and after the experience he said you know he realized that he was he was straight and he wasn't really into this James didn't respond so well to that and kind of was trying to convince him like no you're gay you're gay you're you know you're not straight all that type of stuff he then you know, James went back to LA and they were still talking a little and James wanted to fly him out for his birthday. And the guy said, listen, I, I have to be straight up and saying like, I just want to be friends with you. So if you want to fly me out for like sexual reasons or for a romantic reason, it's not going to happen. And I felt like I had to, you know, be upfront about that. So James decides not to fly him out because he doesn't, you know, he doesn't just want him there. He doesn't just want him there as a friend. He's like, I don't need more friends. <laughs> okay. There Relation, that was basically the end of their relationship yeah. in terms of anything. Nothing else happened with that. One 
important aspect of the video was that this guy, this waiter, had been FaceTiming with James and he had someone record the FaceTime. And in the FaceTime, if you guys remember, which we don't need to get into so much because it's not so pertinent, but at Coachella, at the same time of this whole sugar bear hair situation going on, there was a straight guy named Gage who was in a lot of James's pictures and fans started to speculate that they were hooking up. James responded on Twitter to one of the fans' pictures saying, oh my God, is this James's new guy? Basically something like, no, this is just a total con, art- con artist who played me, okay? That guy then came out, the guy from Coachella, then came out with a similar story to the fact that he was a little bit bi-curious, wasn't really sure what the deal was. He realizes he's totally straight and um, you know, James wasn't really having that and paints him out as this big liar. Okay, the reason that that is important is because in the waiter's video where he um, records the FaceTime with James, he is saying, you know, you were talking to Gage at the same time that you were talking to me. And I think that that was a little fucked up. And James was like, what do you mean? I, weren't you, you were probably talking to other people too. And he was like, he's like, how would you feel if I was talking to other people? And James is like, you probably were. And he was like, well, I wasn't. That part was that part, so weird. Here's one thing I have to say. What, again, <sighs> listen, I, clearly I'm not the biggest James Charles fan. That was bullshit on that waiter's part. What, you talk for a week and suddenly he's not allowed Monogamous, to talk to anyone yeah. else? That, Wait, and also, also, it's not even that like they were talking and he was talking to somebody else and you were hurt. It's like, he was talking to somebody else, and you told him you didn't want to be with him. Right? You can't. You can't have. You can't be jealous and like it would have been weird out. if they were just talking, had hooked up once, and he was still mad that he was talking to somebody else. That would have still been like a little bit. Yeah. But to get mad at him for talking to somebody else when he wanted when you wanted nothing to do with him in the first place, it was an it was a bullet point in his argument that was just Come, unnecessary no. and had held no ground. It wasn't that it only was unnecessary and invalid. If anything, to me, I thought it totally fucked up. I thought it took away from the legitimacy yeah. and the validity of the rest of his arguments. Because the fact like, that he even puts that in there. The fact that it's like, it's kind of like, I'm going to throw it all at the wall and just see what sticks. It's yeah. like, listen, we know James Charles has issues A, B, and C. You don't need to throw in D just for like, just for fun. Right. Like, yeah. Like, D actually made James Charles look good. It was exactly. like, like, I was watching it and I was like, oh, well, maybe James like, you know, you know he's kind of right about one thing. Yeah. Right. So that, you know, that video ends. He's like, I'm not doing this for clout. Again, he is. And (laughs) (laughs) just a reminder, this is all for clout. Everything's Uh, for clout always. (laughs) And he kind of just like, I just want to tell my truth because everybody wants to tell their truth. So that is, in terms of the YouTube videos that have been uploaded in regards to this situation, those are the major key, key situations here. Again, we are recording this at 3.20 p.m. on Monday, May 13th, ready to go live, uh, tomorrow morning, so Tuesday morning. So anything that happened after this, I, I can't speak on. Yeah. Again, at, from this morning, there was 13, he had 13.6 or something million subscribers. He was down 3 million. It's important to note a couple things, which is two people in specific came out after Gabriel Zamora came out publicly defending James from the predatory perspective. Two people came out supporting Tati in her allegations, which were Jeffree Star. And Jeffree Star tweets, there is a reason that Nathan banned James Charles from ever coming over to our home again. Again, Nathan is Jeffree's boyfriend. boyfriend. There's a reason why I haven't seen him since Tati's birthday in February. He's a danger to to society. Everything Tati said is 100% true. Okay, that was one person backing it up. Second was the actress... What is her name again? Zara Larson. Zara Larson. No, she's the singer. Sorry, the singer, Zara Larson. 
And she comes out and basically says, Isabel, can I read the tweet? Um, so some some random account tweeted, Tati Westbrook just grabbed the sexual predator manipulator, James, blah, blah, blah. I can't say it. She um, quote tweeted it and wrote, I'm cackling because he hit up my boyfriend in the DM several times, knowing damn well he's straight. She has no stake in this game. Like, honestly, I don't, I would never even put two and two together. I don't know how James even, I mean, yeah, how James even like found her boyfriend. But um, yeah, she's just a complete outsider who obviously is confirming things that like this happen. Yeah, there's that. And also, um, people were then saying, yeah, he comments really thirsty things on Sean Mendez's picture. And if that was a sensitive subject because Sean has had to publicly defend his sexuality. And people were saying that that was kind of like a very uh, disrespectful thing to to do. Yeah, there's like a screenshot that's gone around a long time of Sean was live on um, Instagram and James kept, you know, with the verified comments on a live, everyone can see. And James kept like writing these like really inappropriate things and that Sean ended his live and a lot of people blamed him. And another video was, um, that's been recirculating a lot in the past week was, James saying if he ever got to sit down with Harry Styles, he would, like, confront him about his sexuality. And the One Direction fans, and people resurfaced that video before the Met Gala, obviously knowing James was going, Harry's co-hosting, saying, you know, if James does that, like, you can't out someone or confront someone about something like that so publicly. And everyone was saying, you know, James can't meet Harry. Don't let James meet Harry, blah, blah, blah. So it was that was all, a big thing. It was all this behind-the-scenes stuff that, that people were— it was all really starting to come to the surface. Piecing I mean, it together. But again, it's also like when it rains, it pours. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is I'm not I'm not defending him at all, but I am saying that there are a lot of straight women that have commented equally, quote, thirsty things on Shawn Mendes' pictures. If you look at Shawn—and and gay men that have commented things on— if you look at Shawn Mendes' pictures, it's it's just thirsty comments from everyone. Oh exactly. So so I'm not saying that it's—I'm not saying anybody is right in doing so, but I don't necessarily think that, like, that's the nail in the coffin of James Charles' career. No, it's career. just one of the pieces of the puzzle. Right. It's not—is it the classiest thing I've ever seen? No. But do I think that it is the 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 worst thing he's ever done? Also, No. But you know, people are really starting to come out in both support and in real in support of him and in support of Tati and of the allegations. So we're watching this play out. I mean, we are effectively watching this man's career die again. Take us back to Lori Loft, to Jordan Woods, to whatever. Does this mean the end of it for all? I have no idea. I would be absolutely shocked if this is the last we ever hear of him. I don't think so. But this was a massive, massive detriment to at yeah. least right now. In I the think moment. it was a kind of almost. Every time something like this has happened, everyone was like, is this going to be the end of his career? Like, so many little things have happened, but to me, this was just, like, the big boom. Yeah, you know, I think also having the big names unfollow him carries mm-hmm. some weight. And the last I checked, Hannah Mojo, who is a fellow YouTuber, hasn't unfollowed him, and she also came out publicly when the when the guy Gage from Coachella uploaded that video saying— you know that that uh, the whole thing James happened. was straight, and that uh, that he was straight, and James was trying to whatever. Tana literally tweeted and was like, "Dude, I saw you kissing him the whole weekend, holding his hands. Like, I you were doing this for clout. Don't don't act like he is someone that totally right. tried to trick you. You were at least some sort of into it. Again, none of us were there. We don't know. I'm just reporting on what we're seeing. The thing I love is about this day and age, and like this whole even this just drama from start to finish. Everyone is held so accountable. You can't hide the olden days when there was fights through the tabloids and this and that." Like, this guy literally has the DMs. No one can fight it. They were at Coachella, and Tana saw it with her own eyes. I mean, is she the most reliable source? Probably not. But, you know, a million people were there. Everyone is kind of held accountable. And even Tati's like, I have um, receipts. It's all about the receipts. And there's no hiding from all this stuff. And 
And, and it makes his story clearer. Yeah, and James knows that. He was never saying. Right. Well, he, that's why his apology video was the way it was. Was the way it was, exactly, because he knows right. that. So, again, we'll we'll see how this plays out. That was kind of the update as to everything that has happened up until now. We may have missed some things, but I really hope we Just didn't. Just a quick 50-minute update. I mean, we had to. It was, yeah. It was, it was necessary. I think it was like the Fofty thing where there's so many like pieces of content and assets and tweets and videos and this and that going back and forth that— um, you know, people need like a real clear start to finish understanding. And I hope we gave you that. Julie, yeah. do you feel I'm, educated? No, I, I feel beyond educated. <laughs> I was going to say that, and we were talking about this the other day, that I was quickly, um, I was at my cousin's bat mitzvah <laughs> yeah. and her, her friends are the target demographic, like James, and they are obsessed with him. And it was like literally that night that he was like, quote, canceled. And I was, they were, I heard his name cheered, like, at the spot mitzvah, like, multiple times. And I was like, oh, my God. Just out of context? Like, they're just like, talking about him? Like, I, I don't even know, because I guess they know she's so obsessed with him that it was like, they oh. kept screaming, like, James Charles, James Charles. And it was like, I was like, oh, my God. They don't know he's canceled yet. And it was they're like. They're too young for Twitter. <laughs> right. They're too young for Twitter. And I was, at the end of the spot mitzvah, I was telling her, I was like, you know, James Charles had everything. And she was like. His target audience, the point of this being, his target audience is almost too young to really understand all of this. Yeah. So his target audience really, I don't think, is going anywhere. And right. that's why it may not be the end of his career. Right. All Unless the unless, brands are afraid to touch well, him. Well, not only the brands, the fact that his target audience needs parental supervision to be able to actually turn their support into monetary support. Correct. And that may be an issue. I don't know. Just saying that's it true. could be. That's I don't true. know. And the fact that this hit such mainstream media— I'm I'm sure all those moms are saying, "Do you watch James Charles on YouTube?" Or they they bought they probably bought him the sister oh sweatshirt. She, she you wears, know? every every picture in her montage was her in the sister yeah. sweatshirt. So, oh so, god! Again, that's his tagline that he makes merch about. So I don't know. I want to just be really really clear in saying like. You know, I, I watched Tati's video. I thought it was very compelling. I thought it was very well done. I think she is a class act through and through. That and I think a lot of the things that she said were really disturbing. Again, we don't know the truth to it. I have to just say though. And she she made a point to say this also. Like, it's so important for all of us. We can be fascinated by this because it is fascinating, but also to really remain having some sort of empathy for all this. Because, like I said, imagine you wake up and the entire world is against you. That is terrifying. This kid is 19 years old. I don't care about anything. When you, in the course of two years, gain this much wealth, gain this much power, this much fame— it's going to go to your head, and it's sad to me that he did not have that support system around him to be able to bring him back to life. But I personally would never want to contribute to that, even if I disagree with him, because that must be really scary, and none of us know what that's like, really. Correct. Truly. And so, like, that's just something that I, I feel like is important to get out there, because we're not into the whole, like, let's cancel the fuck out of him thing. Not at all our vibe, but I do think it's interesting yeah. to get into it. And now we know everything. Everyone can make their own decision about what they feel, what they do, you know. Exactly. As long as we know. But I will say, Halo Beauty really works. <laughs> the Kiwi Vitamins, I'm a big fan. HaloBeauty.com, I think. <laughs> Hashtag not an ad. <laughs> I was about to say. Hashtag not an ad. I mean, but, but like, feel free to Tati. Did Tati pay you? Like, what, what stink do you have in this game? Like, what was Let that? me just tell you. I just have clear skin, and I freaking love her. <laughs> Okay, so I know that was a lot to take in, but we really wanted to just give you guys the clearest, most full scope explanation of what was going on because this absolutely shook us to our cores and I know it shook a lot of you. So let's all just hope this is the end of his scandals and uh, see what happens next.
So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up. But specifically when I'm buying something or paying for a service, I just wanna know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada. For example, sneaky terms hidden in the fine print of contracts or bills that randomly go up without properly alerting you or budget airlines with cheap fares, but then exorbitant fees to make up for it elsewhere. And we just should not need to be dealing with this type of yada yada in our lives. And yes, you could read every single word of every single contract and that's one way of avoiding it. Or you can go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile that helps you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada, which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like you shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide.